It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The time for excuses is done. We are in crunch. We're not quite in crunch time, but we're getting to crunch time for the Orlando Magic. Why it's time to put away the bad, th- put away the inconsistencies and time to focus on what matters, what the Magic can fix and control and why it's time to just get rid of excuses. Let's, let's get to it on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 26, 2024. My name is Philip Ross, and I am the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Atlanta Magic had plenty of excuses for their loss against the Atlanta Hawks. Some of them might even be legitimate, but why it's time to be beyond these excuses, where the Magic have to evolve next, and what they can control to make sure something like Sunday night doesn't happen again. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, this great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets. With any winning $5 bet, that's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started today. So look, I, I will be the first to say and, and first to excuse some things and, and first, to, first to admit this. Sunday's 109-92 loss Atlanta Hawks had all the markings of what we in the business like to call a schedule loss. There's three or four of these every year. Every team has them where the schedule is just not cool. not It's just insane. Um, usually you're looking at the end of long road trips. You're looking at really weird travel schedules. You're lying to Magic on Saturday, and go back and listen to our episode uh, recapping Saturday's game for much happier tidings. Um, Saturday's game against Detroit started at 8 p.m. Sunday's game in Atlanta started at 7 p.m., the Magic landed in Orlando, or the Magic landed in Atlanta at about three in the morning, three a.m., three thirty in the morning, probably. Probably didn't get settled in their hotel room until three thirty, four in the, four a.m. Like that stuff is hard. And while it is reality in the NBA, it is something that NBA players learn to deal with. It does not make it any easier on the body. It does not make things any easier for anybody. So. Some of the things that happen in Sunday's game, and, and frankly, the result, is not that surprising. The Magic throughout Sunday's game looked a step slow, both on offense and defense. Um, they looked at times a little unfocused. 
Um, and some of that's just human nature. And, and, I, and I think it's, it's always really important, and, and I always try to stress this to people, that, that you have to remember that these are human beings. Like, look, I, I, I drove from Miami to Orlando uh, after the Magic's game against the Heat, left the bill, left, left Miami around 12.30. I didn't get home until 4.15, 4.30. I was out the next, I was out for the next day. The travel in the NBA is hard, but, but it is reality, and everyone in the league has to deal with it. So you add on top of that, not having Paolo Bancaro, Jonathan Isaac going down in the first quarter with, with the knee injury. Um, hopefully nothing too serious, officially a knee strain. Um, it, beco- it, things, it, it becomes a challenge. There, there, there's no getting around it. The NBA schedule is hard, and, and what these guys do is really demanding. But that doesn't excuse the result necessarily. It doesn't excuse how this game went down. It doesn't excuse that the Magic had the lead at halftime, had control of the game throughout much of the first half, were shooting the ball incredibly well in the first half, and it doesn't excuse how Atlanta stayed in the game. It doesn't excuse how the Magic, for the second straight game, second straight day, allowed a big run at the beginning of the quarter to give up the lead that they built in the first half. Six-point lead, gone like that, gone super fast. Um, it doesn't excuse the 18 to one run that the Hawks put on that essentially decided the game. It doesn't excuse the imprecise way that the magic played the late swipes, a sure sign of fatigue, the four fouls on Franz Wagner that limited his minutes and limited his positive impact on this game, took him out of rhythm a little bit too. It, it doesn't excuse the things that added up to a loss. You're going to lose games like this. And so it's honestly not the loss that bothers you. It's the imprecise way that the team played. It's giving up that big run and not having the reserves to to fight back or or, or to get back into it. You know, yes. And, and, you know, again, maybe that is also on the coach for not calling timeout sooner and, and being a little bit more liberal to give his guys a break, to refresh things as they needed to be refreshed. The Magic were playing at a huge deficit Sunday night. Um, you know, no Paolo Bancaro, no Jonathan Isaac, no Gary Harris, Marco Fultz in his first game back after being out for a while. Um, foul trouble for Franz Wagner. Maybe they're trying to manage minutes a little too much, but they're relying on guys like Caleb Houston, like Oga Batadze, who've been out of the lineup and, 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 they did some good things. I'm not going to sit here and say they didn't. Caleb Houston hit four threes in the first half. Uh, but the Magic ultimately buried themselves in that hole. And we're going to talk about some of the things that they can fix and they can control, especially their poor free throw shooting and especially the turnovers. It's one thing to make aggressive mistakes. But the mistakes the Magic were making were fatigue-related, were tired-related, were a lack of focus. Jalen Suggs said after Saturday's game, with a tough back-to-back, we got to be more locked in than ever. And this is what we're at. This is what we're getting at here. Because, look, the result of this game, not the end of the world. We expected a loss. Like, I, I know people look at the record and say, look at the record and look at, oh, Trey Young didn't play. Trey Young's out. That this should have been win. This was always going to be a tough one to get. 
And you only hope that you give yourself a chance to win. And frankly, except for a five-minute spell in the third quarter, the Magic did. They played about their season average defensively for defensive rating, 112 defensive rating. They led for almost the entire first half. If not for that 18-to-1 run when they just went ice cold, when their offense just didn't move, when they were taking tough shots, when they were turning the ball over five times in the third quarter. If not for that, I don't know if the Magic win this game, but they have a chance. And this is the larger point. Like, again, the result doesn't bother me. The larger point is the Magic aren't playing these games. They're playing for the playoffs. They're playing, as Franz put it after the game, they're playing to their standard, which is what playoff teams do. They don't play their opponent. They're playing to their standard. And what we're after now, like regardless of rest or fatigue or or anything like that, what we're after now is playing to that standard. You can make mistakes, but you can make up for them. That's what the Magic did really well in the first half. There's one play where Cole Anthony turned the ball over, got a chase down block out of it. You can make mistakes, but they cannot compound. And so this is where the team is at now. They're a playoff team. You know, t- you know, tied for tied for seventh again, half game, you know, uh, uh, one, and a, one and a half games now behind Indiana after Indiana won, uh, or half game behind Indiana now that Indiana won. Um, they're in the playoff race. They're a playoff team. And playoff teams are beyond excuses. Playoff teams find a way to win or, or compete, and maybe not win, but because you're going to lose some of these games. They find a way to compete. They find a way not to let all of these elements, all these things, when the deck is stacked against them, they find a way to overcome that. And that's one of the big areas where the Magic still have to mature. Orlando is now 3-11 on the second night of back-to-backs. Their defensive rating is usually a 118 on on second night of back-to-backs, so I'll take that as a victory. The Magic defense was actually pretty good in this game. But the offense wasn't, and the offense for the Magic is worse on the second night of back-to-back, so although not, not significantly worse. Two of their three wins on the second night of back-to-backs have come in home-home back-to-backs. The win against Denver in November as well as the win against New York last week, or two, two weeks ago now. This team has to be beyond excuses. This team has to make sure it plays its way. And that work doesn't need a back-to-back. It doesn't need all the excuses built into Sunday's loss. It starts with what they can fix and what they can control. Because, again, Atlanta deserved the win. DeJounte Murray was great. This game was the Magic beating themselves. And that's what they have to fix immediately. We're going to talk about those elements of the game coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Grammarly. Look, no matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. There's nothing worse than looking at something you've written and being unsure if you wrote it the right way, if what you're saying is getting through. Uh, I know I am a writer. I am self-editing. I'm usually pretty good 
But I always need a second pair of eyes on every writer needs a second pair of eyes on what they're writing to make sure the message is getting across. Well, Grammarly does so much to help you say what you're trying to say. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. I use Grammarly for everything from spell check to grammar check to phrasing check just to make sure what I'm saying, I'm saying it concisely um, because that sentence wasn't concise and Grammarly would have picked up on that and said, hey, just say concisely. It's, it's that simple. They wouldn't even say just say concisely. Just say, they'd say, say concisely. Uh, it, this is the kind of things you learn on Grammarly. Better writing means a stronger impact. 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. By understanding your writing in context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. Their tone suggestions help you navigate even the most difficult work conversations. They catch so many things. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly, G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Be sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel, which you can find on YouTube, as well as now on the Amazon Fire TV app in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. So, look. We're all focused on the playoffs at this point. Um, you know, yes, playoff seating matters, and, and we're gonna be focusing a lot on games. Like this, this is this is my time. This is the time that I love of the year. The transaction stuff is behind us. You know, yeah, we could stick a little bit at the summer. We'll do some draft stuff coming up here soon too with the NCAA tournament coming up. But we are focused on the games. We are focused on the playoff race, and we're focused on what it's gonna take to succeed in the playoffs, whatever that looks like. And look, I think, honestly, a lot of what happened Sunday night was about the fatigue, was about how tired the team was. And, and this is a young team that doesn't quite know how to rise up to that occasion yet. So, so you know, some of the issues maturing um, and, and just knowing and understanding what it takes to win night in and night out. This team's experiencing all of this for the first time. And, and it's, it frankly shows that's that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna get through this. We're gonna learn. And it's gonna make them better for next year, hopefully. We understand that there are team needs that this group has to fill. Um, it wasn't three point shooting tonight uh, on Sunday night, but we know that point guard is a major need. You know, you know, it's it's it. I think a lot of the problems I'm about to discuss here, and, and a lot of 
the problems we're seeing with this roster, especially when, you know, again, the deck is stacked against them. We know this team needs a point guard at this point. Um, you know, Markel Fultz has not had a good season, has not had a strong season. He's had a lot of injuries. The shooting issues become more prominent and more, more, uh, more onerous and, and problematic. Um, it, it, it's, it, you know, we know where we're at on that. There are a lot of other things that have to happen too. And, and, and you know, I, I appreciate everyone looking and, and preparing for these long-term issues, but that doesn't solve anything now. This is the group we got. This is the roster for the rest of the year. And so what the Magic have to spend the next 30 games doing, the, the final 30-some-odd games that, they're, uh, you know, that, that, that they've got left, less than 30 games now, 26, 25 games left, what the Magic have to spend their time doing now is figuring out how do we get the most out of this roster? How do we get the most out of the group we have? How do we improve in the areas that we need to improve? And so, frankly, again, I, I want to give all the credit to the Atlanta Hawks. They went out there. They took the game. The Magic left that door wide open. And it was all things the Magic can control. It was all things the Magic can be better at. That if they are better at, they're going to win a whole lot more games. And, and largely, they have been better at that. So, again, Sunday's game, it felt like an outlier. Like, you know, I, I, when you have a loss like this, even though you try to explain some of it, and, and, and look, I, I, look, I said no excuses, but the fatigue was a real issue. Uh, and like, there's no doubt about it. Um, when people get go crazy out over one game, I'm always like, hey, there's outlier games in the NBA all the time. Teams played, you know, Detroit played a really good game on Saturday and Magic found a way to win that one. Like, that's that was a really nice win against... You know, where Orlando did not play their best, Detroit did. Detroit played really well, and they, they got the win. Um, there are games like that. It's the NBA. So I, I'm not going to panic about anything until it happens repeatedly. You know, if the Magic have another game where they shoot as poorly from the foul line as they did in this one, or they look as lifeless and, and kind of off defensively, which, again, defense wasn't the problem in this game, where, where they look stagnant offensively again like they did in the fourth quarter against Detroit as well as in this game against Atlanta, then we'll worry. You worry about trends in the regular season. So here's a trend. that Here are two trends that the Magic can fix themselves that cost them in Sunday's game. Free throw shooting and turnovers. Turnovers are the easy... Uh, turnovers are kind of the more obvious one. Orlando had 20 turnovers for 21 Atlanta points. They turned the ball over seven times in the fourth quarter when Atlanta expanded the lead out to 20. They turned it over five times in the third quarter when Atlanta went on that 18-1 run. Um, they turned it over a bunch in the first half when they had a chance to build their lead. These are just possessions that they're giving away. Possessions that, you know, again, so much of this Magic team, because they're so poor offensively, giving away possessions is a major problem. And that's part of the issue. Orlando has a 14.9% turnover rate. That is 28th, or that's a 25th in the league. There's only two, two playoff teams worse than them with turnovers, Minnesota and Phoenix. Then the you know, the Magic are going to turn the ball over a lot. They're, they're, they don't have a point guard, a real point guard right now in their lineup. Uh, and they're young, they make mistakes. But these are the things that are going to cost them in the playoffs. Again, we're thinking about the playoffs. If the Magic turn the ball over 20 times in the playoffs, they are going to lose. Look, 
Atlanta didn't have a great game. Like, they're, they're rough without Trey Young. Their offense looked really bad. I didn't think Orlando's defense, the numbers would say the defense was fine, but I didn't think the Magic's defense was that great. The refs were letting both teams play and, and be really physical. And and, and look, I, like, I appreciate the consistency. That's all I care about. Um, you know, th- this game was a really physical, rough and tumble game. And I think that's how the Magic had to play because they weren't going to get the offense offensive lift that they needed. But Orlando didn't play a great game on either end and neither did Atlanta except for that 18-1 to stretch. Um, that's when Atlanta, when DeJounte Murray took over the game and, you know, you know, I, I saw some people debating whether Jamal, whether Jamal Mosley should have stuck with his regular rotation, but you know, Murray hit some tough shots, got himself going and the magic didn't have answers. And some of that was, they were giving away possessions. Some of that was, they were turning the ball over. Some of that was the other big thing that they can control. They're free throw shooting. The magic are 28th in the league in free throw, free throw percentage. They have the top free throw rate in the league. They get to the line more than any team in the league compared to their field goal attempts, which again is down because of turnovers a little bit, perhaps. The Magic are really good at getting to the foul line, but they're not taking advantage of it. And in this game against the Hawks, they shoot eight for 18, eight for 18 from the foul line. Franz Wagner, an 83% free throw shooter, misses, misses two. Wendell Carter misses two. Misses two. Um, Cole Anthony's one for three. Franz Wagner went to the foul line, made one of three free throws. Like this kind of stuff cannot happen. And in a game you lose by 17, in a game where you just need one shot to go down to calm you down, when you're giving up an 18 to one run, missing free throws makes it harder. When you're playing at a deficit, when you're playing without one of your best players, Missing free throws makes it harder. And right now, the focus for the Magic has to be, how do we make our lives easier? How do we make this playoff chase, this playoff series, as easy as we can? If we get to the foul line, we better make them. And again, these are things that are going to cost them a playoff game. You don't need to tell Magic fans how important free throws are in playoff games. We know. I'm thinking 2009, by the way. Um, but this stuff matters. Like, this stuff matters. It's these little things. And turnovers and free throws are two things that Magic did horribly wrong in this game against the Hawks that they can fix themselves. Like, look, teams are going to play tough defense. Atlanta played some really physical defense. And, and Orlando... Again, just just didn't look like they really wanted anything to do with it. Um, They looked really, like, everybody looked really uncomfortable. And just not, again, they looked tired. Like, like, again, no excuses. They looked tired. But this is stuff the Magic do and stuff the Magic struggle with. You know, that the fatigue may be exacerbated. But this is stuff they struggle with long term. And the Magic have to be better. To get to be the team that they can be and need to be to be successful in this playoff push. We'll go through the final box score, talk a little bit more about Sunday's game. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at Stitch Fist. Stitch Fix. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, size, and budget. They do all the shopping for you. 
It's the easiest way to update your wardrobe this season because I know we all hate to go shopping. None of us want to go to the mall. None of us going to pick the wrong thing or pick the wrong size or do anything like that. Frankly, a lot of us guys, we don't want to dress ourselves. Like, you know, I'm wearing, I'm wearing my, my, my NBA paint t-shirt. Uh, that's, that, 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 that's all. I, that's all I want to wear. Uh, but we don't want to dress ourselves. And especially we don't want to dress up ourselves when you have to dress up. So upgrade your wardrobe this year with a professional stylist that helps you find new on-trend favorites that will work for you. You just have to give your stylist your size, your style, and your budget preferences. You order boxes when you want and how you want, no subscription required. And they send five just-for-you pieces plus outfit recommendations and pro styling advice. You keep what works, send back the rest. Your stylist always sends just right pieces, and the fit is on point. It's like they have style ESP. I don't know how they do it, but they just get you. They do the work to get you too. Stitch Fix makes it all so easy. I don't like to shop. None of us do. And so they save you that time and effort. Plus, you get outfits that make you look good and feel really good too. And if you don't love something, just send it back. Shipping returns and exchanges are always free. Style that makes you feel as good as you look. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash locked on. That's stitchfix.com slash locked on. Stitchfix.com slash locked on. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, let's dive into the box scores. The Atlanta Magic fall to the Atlanta Hawks 109-92. to um, You know, look, the Magic, I thought, all things considered, like, again, like, we understand the conditions that they're playing in. And, again, every NBA team is going to go through it. It's, it's, it's you know, you, you maybe you lower expectations a little bit for it. But playing without Paolo Bancaro, clearly a big piece of what they do. Playing on this back-to-back, they came out looking really good. Like, I, I really like their effort defensively. You know, they were making mistakes, but they, the effort was there. Uh, and, and that's all you really ask for and, and, and all you really you really want. Um, they were making shots, which covers up a lot of mistakes. Um, they were in control of this game. You know, they led by six at the half. It was a back and forth first half, but the Magic largely led and largely maintained the lead. And, and, I, and I thought, you know, what, you know, when Atlanta came out firing early in the third quarter and, and, and tied the game and, and again took, took a brief lead, I was like, okay, this is kind of like the Detroit game. Orlando's kind of kept them and kept them under wraps and kept them under pace. And, you know, I trust this team. And again, they've given us reason to trust them that they'll be able to maintain and hold on to the lead. But eventually that turned away because this is the, this is the deal. It's just like every playoff series. The team with the best player always has the best chance to win. DeJounte Murray took over this game and, and, and I felt like the magic had to muck this game up and make it really low scoring and make it ugly because Atlanta was still figuring themselves out. Um, but Murray started going. And once he started going, once he started getting into rhythms, once he started hitting shots, he's hitting tough shots there too. Orlando just felt like they were getting buried uh, and, and, and found themselves in a hole. And, you know, this is where 
This is where I think we got to be a little critical of Franz Wagner. Um, Franz had a decent game. 19 points, plus six, so the Magic won his minutes. 19 points, seven for 16 shooting, two for six from three, three for five from the foul line, eight rebounds, five assists. A lot of good things in there. Uh, you know, uh, you know. again, I, I thought Franz did good things. First quarter, He scored 12 points in the first quarter, did a good job pacing the team, kind of establishing that tone. Um, but he ended up shooting three for 10 the rest of the game after the first quarter. Obviously, he had seven points. So he slowed down. He wasn't able to get downhill. Atlanta did a good job putting size on him. But to me, the big critical thing was the Magic needed him out there just to soak up attention. Like he's getting assists. You know, he's kind of in the Paolo role. He's soaking up attention. And he's in a little bit of foul trouble. And so with the Magic up by one, he commits, you know, sort of a take foul at, at midcourt for his fourth foul. And the Magic have to take him out. Well, the Magic were up one at that point. Um, the 18 to one run had already started, but they didn't know it was going to be an 18 to one run with him out of the game. The offense just cratered. And, and so to me, the issue with Franz is not that he didn't score enough. He scored, he's, you know, he needed to score more. I, I will grant that, um, you know, when, when you're playing, you know, when you, when a big player like Paolo is out, you need guys to step up. You need guys to, to, to step up to the plate and, and be and play bigger than they are. And I think this is one of the bigger problems the Magic have is, you know, when everyone's healthy, everyone understands their role and plays it really well. Like, that's that's great. And and, and you need that. And, and teams are always going to play better when they're fully healthy. When a guy goes out, especially a key player goes out, it sometimes feels like everyone doesn't quite know how to fill in that role. And so again, like, you know, we talk about the standard. You know, we need, like, the Magic needed Franz Wagner to be a superstar in this game. You know, with the fatigue, with everything else, they needed him to elevate his game. And look, just because he didn't do it once doesn't mean he can't do it. Um, You know, he's struggled a little bit with this at times, though. So that part is worth noting. That trend is worth noting. Um, Just like it's worth noting that, like, you know, Jalen Suggs kind of got stuck at 14 points. Six for 10 shooting, two for four from beyond the arc. Six assists, you know, he had three turnovers. So, you know, a lot, a lot of mistakes there too. Some lazy turnovers, especially in the second half. But Jalen Suggs felt like he was beginning to elevate his game a little bit to help help the team win, help the team carry forward. Uh, but the Magic didn't have enough of these guys. You know, Wendell Carter had 18 points, 7 for 12 shooting, 10 rebounds. He had a really solid game. Um, but again, three turnovers for him as well. Just a lot of mistakes, a lot of kind of just like mental fatigue-based errors that really hurt this team. Um, so, you know, again, if, if, if I'm banging the drum about the fatigue, if you watch the game, the Magic made a lot of just uncharacteristic mistakes. They turn the ball over a lot typically, but they made a lot of mistakes and a lot of turnovers that are just like, that was a tired pass. That was a tired play. That was an unfocused play. And so it's not that the turnovers were made that's the problem. It's that the Magic looked tired. Um, you know, you're, you're going to have that. You're going to be a step slow. Sometimes you can live with it a little bit. You know, that's just, you know, you can only do what your body enables you to do. Um, but there's just a lot of this lack of focus. And that's the part that the magic need to clean up. That that's the whole point of this episode is the magic need to clean up these lack of focus issues. Um, and so again, with Palo out and, and look, we don't know how long he's going to be out. You know, hopefully the game off being back home, he feels better, feels well enough to play uh, on Tuesday. I, I have no reason to think that he won't. Um, you know, hopefully all of that, you know, hopefully that, that, you know, this team just still has to learn how to fill in. 
And, and you know, I, I've kind of said it this way: like the Magic have an A and you know an, an A in Palo and an, you know an A A B in, in Franz. What they need to know is: can Jalen be a C player that turns into a B player when they need him to? Can can Franz be a B player that turns into an A player? And I think these are still the questions that the Magic are asking, and, and potentially something they should be thinking about as they get to the offseason and thinking about what do we need to elevate this team, to, to grow this team. Um, these are things to think about. These are things that they they cannot ignore and, and they cannot, um, and, 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 you know, things to just be pondering. Again, just ponder it right now. I, I don't think we need to make conclusions tonight. It, you know, this game is not a game to make conclusions off of. Um, it's It's a game to just, it's a game to accept for what it is. Um, we there are some problems that we know exist: the free throw shooting, the turnovers that just were made worse by the fatigue. Um, and now the teams can look at this in this game and say, "This is not who we are. This is not how we play. We've got to be more focused. We got to be better." And, and we expect a more focused effort on, on Tuesday. Uh, like I said earlier, Caleb Houston had, tw- had twelve points on four for nine shooting from three. Again, that's just kind of the Caleb Houston thing. It's good that the Magic have a volume three-point shooter. And, and look, Caleb scored all four of those three-pointers in the first half. Uh, you know, really struggled in the second half. But the Magic need a guy that's going to take nine three-pointers. Um, the Magic took 38 threes. They're averaging about 28 threes over the last 10 games. So a little bit of a higher volume on three-point shots. Uh, usually, you know, the Magic were 21 or 42 in the paint, only 42 points in the paint. That's a big deal for the Magic. They have to score in the paint. They lost the paint in this game. When the Magic lose the paint, they usually lose the game. So, again, I, I think a lot of the Magic's issue in this game was they just were not able to get downhill. Credit to the Hawks' defense. They played physical. They did a good job locking the paint up a little bit, and the Magic struggled to get downhill. And the Magic were inclined to settle for threes. Um, I, I think right now this Magic team is really healthy, shooting around 33s, um, 33s per game. Um, they're making them right now. They made 36.8% of the threes. They made more threes in this game than Atlanta did. Um, but, you know, they're... Their strength of late has been taking fewer threes, getting downhill, getting into the paint, and, and that's something that the Magic did not do effectively in this game. Um, Cole Anthony had 15 points on six for 16 shooting, just a, a rough game for him. Like he, he was able to score, and, and look, he was the only real offensive option in that bench group with Franz not able to play with that bench group. That's where the Magic really got hurt. Um, the bench has been their superpower in the last two games with Jonathan Isaac out. And with Franz Wagner not able to play with that second unit, the Hawks ran wild on them, and that's where that 18-1 to run came from. Quinn Snyder saw that DeJounte Murray caught fire, went with DeJounte Murray longer than usual. He played 38 minutes in this game, um, and, and, and that's why the Hawks were able to continue that run and, and build on it. Orlando stuck to their regular rotation. They didn't bring Franz back in. They they had no answer for it because they just, they, again, they couldn't get downhill. They couldn't get to the basket, especially with Franz out. Um, and that that really killed them in this game. Uh, again, Atlanta just uh, all credit to Atlanta. They played really strong defense, um, and and again put the, you know put put the screws on a Magic team that was definitely not at full force. Neither was Atlanta, obviously, but um, a Magic team that that very clearly still has some deficiencies that they got to figure out uh, in the offseason. The Atlanta Magic fall to the Atlanta Hawks, one hundred nine to ninety two. They'll be back home for a three game homestand beginning Tuesday against the Brooklyn Nets. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them be podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. 
Be sure to check us out as well on YouTube at Locked at Locked On Magic. Search for Locked On Magic or go to youtube.com slash at Locked On Magic. If you are an audio listener, you're probably wondering why this episode came out late. We had some back-end things that we had. We had some back-of-house things that we had to clean up, clear up with the audio feed. All of that's fine now. We'll have both a video and audio episode up together live Monday night for two or Monday night, Tuesday morning for Tuesday. Uh, so we're, we'll be done with that on Monday. But this episode was uh, video only uh, on its premiere uh, and up to, and put on the audio feed later in the afternoon. So I apologize to my audio listeners for coming out late. Um, we had some back again, back of house things, nothing you'll notice, but some back of house things that, uh, that we had to take care of uh, on the show. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. And be sure to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Club, at patreon.com slash Club. I am planning to travel for the playoffs, and your support uh, allows me to do that. So you get some extra content, some extra access to me, um, and, and again, for me to answer any questions. So be sure to check that out again at patreon.com slash Hub. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to talk about three-point shooting because there's something actually to be excited about it, how the Magic have gotten their three-point shot, three-point shooting to improve by decreasing their volume. We'll get to that on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Phil Frost and Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.